Hi, and welcome to Born to be Resilient show with Aisha. May the peace, love, and blessing be upon you. In today's episode, we will discuss resilience and peaceful parenting. For those of you who don't know me, I am a transformational coach. I help professionals showing where their emotional experience come from. Once they are aware of their emotional experience and the spiritual nature of their thought, their whole life transforms, all areas of their life transforms. And why it's important? It's important because then you can see your own inbuilt, natural, emotional correct system that is always working in form of resilience and innate guidance within yourself. And I'm on a mission to make it as easy and simple as possible. This is why I partner with uh, powerful coaches around the world who out of the love for humanity and their passion to share this beautiful understanding, they come on board and they share different parts of resilience. So today's guest will be sharing her experience of transformational coaching, especially in parental niche. And if you have been following my work, you know that I'm all about making things super simple and easy for you guys. So in recent series, we have been discussing different parts of uh, parenting, whether you are a single parent, full-time working parent, or you are doing co-parenting. Parenting is in and and of itself, it's challenging right we have planned one thing and our our little ones they have something else planned for us for example when i come home i expect my son to do certain things and sometimes he's great you know subhanallah i love him and he is a, a you know a lovely child but sometimes he doesn't so from my old previous habitual thinking i used to get upset because i used to think oh my god it's really really difficult i'm doing i'm you know running so many uh, shows i'm a single mom i'm doing this thing and that thing and this is challenging as being a, a you know full-time working single mom but for past few years it hasn't been challenging and my son bless him he hasn't changed much so what happened well what happened was i am more aware of my emotional experience and i am able to manage the situation in a much better way much more effective way and this is what my guest who is also a parent coach she's actually a transformational parent coach she will share her experience and what works for her clients and what has worked for her so i'm very excited to invite shumaila today shumaila is a transformational coach and she she has helped hundreds of people with mindset mental health Uh, and improving their lives and the lives of their families through her one-to-one coaching, group coaching, as well as appearing on various platforms. She is also a former teacher and now a parent. And now she has seen the impact parents have of their children's thinking, beliefs, and confidence. These make up the programs that run throughout their adult lives affecting their relationships, finances, and their happiness. So Shumaila is on a mission to raise the consciousness of parents so they are aware of what they are passing on to their children and they are questioning whether it is actually serving them uh, and the impact it will have on their future. 
Shumaila plans to leave a legacy behind that will have a ripple effect on generations to come and will positively contribute to the society. Wow, subhanAllah. So please join me welcoming Shumaila to the show. Assalamu alaikum, Shamila. Malikum salam. How are you? Alhamdulillah. How are you doing? I'm good, Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. So I was just going through your bio and subhanAllah, so many things that just jumped out of it. And the most important and something that really resonated with me was that your coaching journey started through teaching. So how did, how did you, uh, you know, combine both of them and why parenting? Okay, so I started from a very young age. I was always the one that helping all my peers with homework and calming them down before tests. They would come up to me and say, tell me everything you know in 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Naturally found myself in that role. Um, I, I'm the eldest of three children, so I always, always involved in siblings, uh, that helping them with their education, helping younger cousins. I'm also the eldest on my mum's side. Um, so all of that played a part, and then I naturally progressed into teaching, um, science teacher. I love to be a geek. I love to know all this stuff about anything and everything. <laughs> so I wanted to pass that passion on to children. Um, and then from that space, I did that for eight years. Um, I got married, uh, moved cities, changed jobs, um, had some health challenges at the same time, and wow. I think it was a it was a very challenging time in my life. I started to mm. suffer from anxiety. Mm. I started to experience a lot of panic attacks, and this was all very alien to me. I'd never experienced anything like that. I, I didn't mm. have anyone in my household who experienced that. Yes, I'd seen stress, but not on this level. Mm. Um, I went to the doctor several times, and they were pushing medication, which I very against hmm. um, unless I've exhausted all other options sure so I think where I was in my journey then I was seeking help for myself hmm. there, there was some I, I had some um, I already I think I already had an idea that I was ready to leave teaching by then sure but I yeah. think this was the last push hmm. that I needed right hmm. I, I believe that Allah SWT is always guiding us and sometimes we do need a, more of a push than a nudge, right? So oh, exactly. That, yeah, yeah, that was my yeah. push. I then started to seek out coaches and help, and and then through the work that I did with them, um, I knew that something was wrong. It's funny because I was finding excuses to work with them for other reasons. I never really put the anxiety on the table and said, "Well, I need." I mentioned it. Yeah. But I didn't make it an issue. I was like, well, I was in network marketing back then. I want to help with this, and it's me, and I want to help with that, and I want to start a tuition center. I had all these big ideas, <laughs> but really and truly, I needed help with anxiety, if I'm honest, now looking back on my journey. Wow. So I got that help, and it turned around so quickly, in less than three months, that I thought, wow, I want to do this for other people. That's life-changing. It, it really was for me. And leading up to that point, I was already somebody who loved reading, who loved mm. learning, who loved mm. you know, exploring and being different to everybody in my mm. community, in, in, the, in the people that I was surrounded by. So I was, like I said, I, I love to be the geek. Mm. <laughs> I'm proud of it as a man. <laughs> I, but 
this was something else and I just saw um, I ran some programs through um, so that I could get some experience through the coaching program and I, I fell in love with coaching wow that's yeah, amazing and I think until you really experience it yourself doesn't matter on what level it's hard to really describe the, the profound effect it can have on you in your life because what I learned three four years ago because of the anxiety I would carry for the rest of my life I will pass it on to my son mm. and I think that that's and that's um, and then obviously two years ago I had my son um, and with my teaching background and all of these little little parts of my journey I'm like what better way to help people to make an impact to help but to help parents because not only will I be helping them I'm helping the next generation yeah and you know as well as I do it's such a good thing to leave a legacy right as a human being as a Muslim it's such a good thing and if I can have a tiny ripple effect with one family and their children and their grandchildren because those things get passed on I've done my bit I will I can rest at night knowing that I've done my bit for society as a whole you know you're reminding me of a, a beautiful a hadith that comes to mind that the reward of sharing the charity is same as someone who initiates it so what better way of initiating it than starting with someone's children or themselves so one person may not be strong enough to change the entire world but one person is strong enough to change the next one and that next person may end up changing the lives of hundreds of people and you as the originator of starting that change will get reward of all the good deeds of everyone from that person and onwards so this is this is this is a win win right this is why i love coaching and the thing is there there are subtle differences between coaching and teaching right because you know we empower people we don't really spoon feed them or we don't really give them a solution the solution the 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 amazing thing behind coaching is and this is what motivates me so much that you show people all the solutions and everything that's already there it's like a treasure is buried within them and all you have to do is show them the the switch for the light bulb so the moment it illuminates within themselves they can see how well equipped they are so i'm wondering how do you go through this transitional journey with, with your clients because you have a powerful story mashallah right and this is what i can see that inspired you with your you know this particular niche so how does this help someone for example who is going through the similar level of anxiety what sort of things they do when they come into contact with you okay so it's always best to start with the parents right children, because once parents are equipped mm. they can actually pass that on to their children mm. their children then carry that through their uh, adult lives they pass it on to their children so it's a ripple effect like i was saying earlier now in terms of anxiety i think what people because we don't have this education in school because our parents weren't aware of it uh, and there's no blame in this they did the best they could with the knowledge exactly. they had. yeah people are and with the increased um increased amount of technology and our lifestyle now we don't know how to cope with these things mm. right so i always focus on three fundamentals right mm. diet i'm not a nutritionist but just put in the spotlight like you said earlier put the spotlight on their diet yeah looking at sleep, and looking at um exercise 
they're the fundamentals I must start with. Anybody must start with. And this is regardless of whether you have anxiety or not. As a parent, if your sleep is good, good quality, you're getting enough hours, you're eating right, you're hydrated, you're exercising, you're very unlikely to be suffering from anxiety, you're very unlikely to be suffering from um, exhaustion, from depression, and from that space, you have the energy, you have the space, you have the mental capacity to work on bettering yourself. And when you better yourself, you bring more treasures home that you can pass on to your children. That is better than you leaving them money. That is better than you buying them a car. They can do those things themselves. I think yeah. people have things the wrong way around, mm-hmm. especially in the Asian communities. Um, let me have a property for this daughter, for this mm-hmm. son. Let me mm-hmm. buy them a car. Let me save up for their wedding. Those things are great. But imagine what you could do where the child can multiply that and do that themselves because they then carry that on for the rest of their lives. That is more effective than anything else. Teaching them to fish rather than giving them, you know, fish. And you're also reminding me of a, a great book, Eat, Move and Sleep, right? So these are the fundamentals, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it's it's a it's a fundamental of our life. If we are serving from a cup which is half full, a cup of love, whether to our loved ones or at work or at home, that means we are depleting, you know, we are depriving ourselves from our own basic rights. And then no wonder we seems like other people are taking us off. Whereas all the experience, emotional experience, or whatever we are going through in our life, it comes from ourselves. So if self-awareness is, is you know, is the best way to show up powerfully in any situation, especially with parenting, right? Yes. So does that also mean that once you become you know you are nurtured and you have these you know you're aware of your own nutrition how does then that help with the with the little ones with the children and i love this question when you're feeling empowered strong healthy focused and you have clarity right you can deal with those little cuddly tantrums you can deal with the mood swings you can deal with the door slamming if you are running on uh, rubbish food low sleep lack of sleep okay and all the other stuff that comes with not moving your body and your sluggish it's just an extra war it feels like war it's an extra burden and then when we then um tackle parenting from that space like it's a burden children mm. Mm, exactly and when children feel that they may not communicate with you because they may not have the words to articulate what they are feeling and that's the thing that I really want to make clear to a lot of parents they then take those feelings they give it their own meaning mm. in that moment or mm. through those moments that they've experienced um, that side of you they take it onto their adult life and what ends up happening is they attract partners that then confirm that limiting belief they attract jobs employee uh, employers they attract friendships and that vicious cycle gets bigger and bigger until they get coached until they become awakened until they become self-aware until they have therapy and my message is this why do we need to put them through all that hurt and pain why don't we work on ourselves as parents i don't I don't say I'm not saying that anyone should be perfect. That's not the aim of the game. Perfection it's not even exist. possible. Exactly. exactly. Perfection doesn't exist. If you do your level best in making sure you're okay, you can handle everything from a place of love and mm. calmness and peace. 
You can nurture your child because that's their number one need. They need love and support and undivided attention from you, not 24 7. It's not possible. If you're exactly. on your phone and you're snapping at them because you're trying to run around doing a million things and you're tired, they're going to feel that. Oh, exactly. I used to find it so difficult. And as you know, Shamala, I'm a, I'm a single mom and I have been for, for, you know, for most of my life. And this was so difficult for me. Hardest part of being a full-time working parent is actually when you come home and you have this lack of energy and then you have other things to do because life doesn't stop especially whether you're a single parent or if you have you know if you're doing if you have you know two loving parents for your children it's still a struggle right and children imagine if they're if they're little they have different needs when they go to primary or secondary schools they come home with other problems and issues as well but if you're not self-aware if you're not aware of what's going on with that with our lives how on earth we can support our little ones with their emotions and as you said it's a ripple effect it, it the cycle carries on and innocently parents probably they're not well equipped themselves so they think because their parents raised them in a certain way it's absolutely fine time is changing so rapidly especially with this you know technology and and everything that's around us yeah. things that work 10 15 20 years ago may ne- not necessarily work now right so and every generation have their own demands and their own needs but our basic human needs and you nail that eat sleep and you know move these three things they would always stay the same 50 years from now unless regardless of whether you're a parent or not and it doesn't need to be complicated exactly i think people are expecting like this massive solution for anxiety or depression or you know someone's going to whip out a magic wand it's not magic it's basic fundamentals that you should all be going back to and they make the biggest difference in your experience what was causing anxiety or panic attacks for yourself a lot of people would find it so helpful so again, now looking back, I wasn't taking care of those fundamentals mm. because it was um, a new area, mm. because it was a new route to, uh, to my job, because the job was new, mm. everything was new and it took a lot out of me. Exactly. So really and truly, I should have tried to keep certain factors the same and I was warned about this. Are you sure you want to get married, change jobs, move cities, move in with in-laws, all at the same time? I was like, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm getting married. You know, um, I was very naive to think that I could manage all of this. Not having that support network, no one was doing anything harmful to me. By not having my my siblings, my parents, my friends, my co-workers that I had been working with for so long, mm. I think we can't really put into words how important that support network is. But not having that emotional support. And on top of that, trying to keep ahead, uh, up to date with everything, not sleeping enough, mm. and then thinking I don't have time for the right things. I'm a type one diabetic. My sugars mm. were really, uh, just dropping. I wow. Was that is another story. That just knocks you for six because you don't know if you're coming or going. Oh, exactly. Hypos are, oh my God, they're not, and especially if you're type one, that means you have to constantly monitor your diet. You have to be aware of, you know, uh, you know, what's your intake versus how much are you spending? 
So if you are spending a lot of energy without putting in, you know, enough in your body, no wonder it would start giving you all these physiological effects, and especially, you know, in, in form of panic attack. And it could have a lot of other uh, effects on your body. So SubhanAllah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's another thing. Whether you have any health condition or not, being aware of your own nutrition is, is so important. And as you said earlier, and I loved it because I used to be an expectation program tutor where, you know, I would teach people how they can become aware of their nutrition without being so expert in something. You can just learn to read your basic labels yes. and know what's processed food and what type of food you just basically avoid. So be aware of your, your, your macronutrients you know, and everything else start falling into place. So how do you support people with this kind of awareness? What is your sort of, you know, toolkit? If you can just share a few bits from that. Yeah, of course. So we start with where they currently are. Right. The idea isn't to, oh, you know, if you're coming to me with anxiety or you're overwhelmed or you're stressed or you want to improve, uh, that part of your life. The last thing you need is a long list. The last <laughs> thing you need is a long process. You're going to be like, oh my God, I haven't got the headspace for this. So we looked at where they are and we look at the next baby step. And we achieve that baby step and then we go to the next baby step. Hmm. And through these tiny, tiny, and nothing is too tiny. That's right. my biggest thing. Nothing is too tiny. As long as you are moving forward, right, you yeah. will get there. It's better to take those tiny steps than take a massive leap and then give up or say, you know, I'm not doing anything for six months now. Mm. That's far worse. And so if we start from where they are, I think, like you said before, the awareness is the first step. Exactly. I'm just thinking back how I did this. Yeah, the awareness is the first step. So what am I putting into my body? What is my sleeping patterns like? Am I moving my body? How am I currently feeling? Getting into tune with their body. Because I think a lot of people also have lost... Um, what's the word for it? They've lost tune with how, their body. They're out of sync, that's the word. They're out of sync with, with their body. I think we can get so caught up in our head in mm. such a busy world and all our responsibilities as parents. We're just on this um, kind of treadmill. We just want to go, go, go. We've created a rat race for ourselves. And I'm struggling. We're a rat race in 95, but a lot of people are not working that company. They, they create their own rat race. Mm. And it's around the children and they're around their partner, around their home and they're trying to be perfect. And I think that is really not helping them. And you know, that, that sort of, again, that creates the, 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 the problems that could be long run, you know, that could carry on for generations. For example, our children don't actually do what we tell them to do. If they're seeing us struggling and hustling in our life, they, they probably would think this is the norm and that's how things have to be. So children, by, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say our children are such a blessing. Yes, they're a big responsibility. They are closest to our, to our soul. Mm -hmm. Their nature is the closest to our soul because we've obviously, we kind of sometimes lose touch with that as we get older. Yeah? Exactly. So they, if you watch your very young children, they have their own rhythm. Mm -hmm. They don't care that you're stressed and it's bedtime. They have no exactly. concept of time. <laughs> yes. No, I have to get in the bath now. I have to finish my food. I can't throw it on the floor. They have no concept of that. We're running around 
and we're stressed and we can be screaming, right? But they have no concept. If you just watch them closely, they remind you of how we should be naturally. Exactly. To slow down. Oh yes. They are. I think. I think if we want to learn how to go back to basics and you know, or on our you know, in a natural state, the best thing is to is to learn from children, especially the way they breathe. What is the number one thing that happens when somebody is going through panic attacks? They're breathing. It's all over the place. It's shallow breathing. Yes. Of course. So deep belly breathing. Who is the best one to teach us? A little one. You know, an infant. They they do these heavy. You know, inhaling. Uh, you know, their inhale is in in breath is a lot longer than the outward. And this is this is the number one thing. Even if somebody's not going through panic attack, even if we are anxious, just paying attention to our breath helps us becoming present. And what does breath has anything to do with presence? That means you you are focused in that moment, rather than whatever is worrying you or making you anxious. Because anxiety is either we are, you know, in the past moment of something that, you know, happened some time ago and we were not happy about it, or something that we will happen in future and is making us anxious. So how how does this help this understanding that you share with your clients? Because you, you mentioned that you do one-to-one and group coaching as well. And I know as being a coach, you know, peer support or group coaching is amazing, but some people may just say, okay, I am actually quite unique and different. And I don't think group coaching would support me. So how do you, how do you sort of, um, you know, help a sister or brother in that kind of situation where they, they're unsure about group coaching or one-to-one? We look at where they are now and what their needs are, what they want out of mm. working. And based on that, um, they can make a decision of what sounds right for them. Okay, I think we all, we all have intuition. Um, it's about clearing your mind, listening to it. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes it's not a matter of them being unique. It's actually when when I go deeper, it's more about they're a little embarrassed to open up in front of other people. They they are fearing judgment. Hmm. And once once that is cleared. They're quite happy to do some of those group programs because I think deep down we want to be the best we can for our children. We feel like if we are honest with some of the things that we're struggling with, people turn around and say, how on earth are you raising a child and you have that issue? But the reality is everybody is going through a struggle. There's no parent on this earth, me included, that has it one million percent figured out. Oh, Everyone exactly. is a different part of that journey. And that's my role to help them with where they are. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and if we make a mistake, because you know we are not perfect, you know, as being parents, so be become aware of that and learn from that. I don't think there's any any failure, you know. There's only something that you can learn from something, even the things that you didn't you didn't expect that you would do, but it happened anyway. So this is such a key that you mentioned that, you know, people can sort of even from their own, you know, mistakes and no one is perfect. Being perfect is the, that was something that you, I used to find it so challenging because I had this perfectionist, you know, kind of mentality at work. Things are so perfect. I'm doing everything. Things are under so-called my control, right? But when you come home, 
you kind of lose that control because things are all over the place. Whether you have one child, two children, or, or you know more, it's, it's the same work, right? So how do you support people with that kind of work-life uh, balance, especially with, you know, in terms of that parenting hat that is 24-7 and you, know, you always wear it? So the first thing we chuck out the window is the word control. Mm. As soon as you become a parent, you lose that that control that you are trying to grip onto so tightly, and that is causing so much havoc and overwhelm and anxiety in yourself. And it's an unnecessary pressure. Nobody says that you have to be in control. What is control anyway? What is control to you compared to me is so different. Mm. I may be the kind of person that. The, the fold, the, the laundry has to be folded a certain way, and my bed sheets have to be ironed. You may not care. You may just throw it into drawers. <laughs> so it, it's a, it's a ridiculous concept if you really think about it, because exactly. there's no standard. It's made up, and it's an unnecessary pressure. So that's the first thing we work on. We work towards balance. We we work on nurturing ourselves as parents, giving ourselves time, getting all the basics right, like I said before, and from that space. You can breathe, you can think straight, you're calm, and from that space, you can achieve pretty much anything. Yeah, and also it's respecting everybody's different reality. You know, you as being a mom would have a completely different reality in your mind than, than a little one or with your husband. So everybody has a different reality. And when we start respecting those separate realities, life becomes so much more easier. It becomes our relationship thrives, whether at home or at work. This is such a key. And that made huge difference for me realizing that even if you grew up with your siblings they all have a different lifestyle they all have a different way their brain runs yes it's our perception isn't it of things exactly and there's so many things that actually have manipulated your perception from what you read to who you hang out with what you listen to to your child's experiences your best friend so even like you said even though your siblings have the same parents as you Mm. Your parents could have had a slight different relationship to you, to your brother, to your sister, and that will then mold who you become as a person. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be screaming and shouting or any violence in the house for you to have uh, a limiting belief, for you to have um, an issue or a cycle that you keep creating in your life. So it's not that, it, you know, some, some people are under the impression that you have to come from a really bad household to need a coach or a therapist or somebody to help them. Oh, no, no. SubhanAllah, I, oh my God, my, my house uh, environment was so nurturing, warm, SubhanAllah. There isn't anything that I would think that that would come in my life, later life, as a challenge or it would cause a flashback. So, and I love it that you raised this point because you don't need coaches because you have a problem to solve. Sometimes you just want to be your at your next best level. Yes. And working with a coach only helps you growing exponentially. So you may just grow slowly on your own, but if you have somebody who is, you know, showing you your own blind spots of excellence, that just becomes a pleasant process. Yeah, I want to just add something to that. I think also what people need to be aware of, once you become a parent, it's not about you anymore. Mm. You're now responsible for one, two, three, however many children you've been blessed with. And I think when people wake up to that truth that I have a responsibility to become my optimized self, 
to become my best version in order for me to then give the best start to my child. So it's not about coaching is a luxury or I have a problem. It's about, come on, let's step up now as parents so that our children have the best start in life and then society as a whole is impacted in a positive way. We all have a responsibility towards society. Exactly. We live on the same planet. We have access to the same result, natural resources. There is no there is no sense in closing your eyes when you close that door and go, well, I'm in my space now. I'm in my home and I don't have to worry about the world. And in the same way, you can't just say, me and my child's okay and I don't need to worry about anything else. No, you need to have that aspect of responsibility. And that's all about becoming. That all becomes very clear with the more conscious you become, the more self-aware you become. It's less about me, I, and more about us, we. Exactly. And that, on that space, that's how communities thrive. That's how families thrive. That's how you thrive. Because when you are focused on you and you alone, that's where the anxiety and depression can come on, uh, from. Because you've got the spotlight on you and you only. Exactly. When you kind of spread out and you, you focus on what you can give back, when you focus on the impact you can make in your household, in society as a whole, that's when it shifts. So this is this is not a short-term thing. This is for the long-term gain of you, your family, your mental state, society. I mean, there's so many boxes that we are ticking by working on ourselves as parents. And what you said earlier as well about the blind spots, I have coaches, yeah? Even though I'm a coach, I have coaches. I have several coaches. I have a health coach. I have business coaches. They're not the same as friends or family. You know, when you are in the midst of stuff, challenges, life that's throwing stuff at you, it can be really hard to see. It's really because you can get caught up in your perception, your beliefs, although you've been working on them, they can come up again and again. You need these people to say, hang on a minute, what about that? Have you considered this? Exactly. And sometimes just changing something little bit in your life can make a huge difference in Absolutely. all other areas of your life because the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And and this is the thing, if you are a coach, you know, that doesn't mean you don't need a coach. It's just like having a doctor or being a doctor who doesn't go to other doctors. You need that. And sometimes it's just for your own health and well-being, just to you know see everything else is fine. And there's always the next level that you can go to, but without feeling overwhelmed, without feeling that there's a need. We don't need coaches. We want coaches because coaches help us becoming our own optimized version and be, and showing us powerfully in the world. And it's and in end of the day, we are all in this together. They, or no society or no household can be built with one person. It's a collective effort. And when you are a better person, you're a better parent, you're a better neighbor, you're a better employee, you're a better citizen. So it's you becoming aware, you becoming aware of what needs working and what good things that I can carry on doing. And taking, as you said earlier, taking small steps. I call them micro steps of excellence. You know, and consistency is the key, and it's it's advised in our religion as well. You know, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves small but consistent deeds. Even God is not expecting us to take giant leaps of excellence. 
this is us you know who are putting all these things and especially in my case if i see my younger version i used to have these huge expectations and then my coach helped me seeing that you can't eat a full plate of meal you know tasty meal whatever you like biryani or whatever you can't eat all of that in one bite can you you have to take one spoon at a time so similarly in your life you know simplify things rather than making them complicated but you know this is this is why look at what's working in your life and carry on doing that and as you also said earlier that you know everything else we invest in ourselves but when it comes to our personal development especially in some cultures that concept either doesn't exist or it's like at the bottom of the list but this is such a key i now have you know on top of having budget or you know money allocated for my holidays and stuff i also have this personal development budget in some way shape or form i always invest in myself whether it's in form of coaching or programs or group programs or you know because i want to be at my next level because it's a continuous effort one step at a time what message do you think you're giving your child exactly yeah. and i think i think in communities or in certain families where it's not the norm they're just carrying on the same patterns and often they're not aware of it mm. yeah we can't often see what we're not aware of if you don't know what you don't know basically and going back to the point where you said earlier about the importance of having a coach it's not just about becoming the most optimized version of you and doing your bit for society because some people are like no I just need to focus on myself and and you start there I get that it actually it contributes to your overall happiness and makes life more fun what would you rather focus on becoming uh, the best version of yourself when you're you know you're always stepping it up whether it's your sleep your exercise your nutrition the books you read or focusing on what people are saying on gossip on drama you will find a clear distinction between those that focus on getting better and improving their lives their family lives and those that are stuck in those cycles of he said she said mm. what are they thinking and i think it's clear which one will give you more joy exactly and that's the other one is that the never ending downward spiral you know once yes. you are in it there you don't go upward you always go downward and 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 this is why it leaves us with something that you know just just doesn't feel fulfilled inside it seems like this emptiness or you are just not happy and you can have all the materialistic things in the world but if you're not happy from within mm. that's when the 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 mental health problem starts that's when we are spiritually feeling unfulfilled because all of our beings as you know we are tripartite human beings all parts are connected with each other and minds bodies and spirits yes. isn't it yes. so i absolutely love this you know discussion and we can talk for england both <laughs> of us <laughs> but i know that you know you have other things to do and i'm so grateful for your time and all these experts you know advices that you offered us is there anything else that you would like to share with viewers that you know for people who are listening to us so what is it that they can do if they are feeling themselves in this emotional trap and and as being a parent especially if they're working parents the message is very simple put yourself first start prioritizing yourself 
and that means getting your fundamentals right, get your sleep right, get your nutrition right, get your uh, exercise right, focus on self-love. And what will happen is when you make the intention to work on those things, the next bit of the puzzle will come to you. Mm. You have to have all the answers. When you just start the game, it will start to become more interesting, it becomes easier. So just start from that space. And when you work, work on yourself, everything else will start to improve around you as well. Everything will benefit. Because everything affects the children will benefit, your partner will benefit, you'll be a better employee. Um, everything will actually go upwards. Thank you so much for making it so simple and yet so powerful. Um, so if people would like to get a hold of you, where can they find out more about your services? So they can connect with me on Facebook, send me a message, send me a friend request. I also have a free Facebook group for parents. Sure. It's called uh, Awakened Parents. Okay. Um, uh, basically, do a lot of trainings and um, there's a lot of discussions and posts um, all about the things that we've talked about today. So I would love you guys to come check that group out. So if you don't mind, could you just leave those details in the comments below so people can just, you know, whoever is watching this video, they can connect with you through there. Okay, yeah, no problem. All right. Thank you so much, Shamila, for your time today. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. No worries. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum so there you go guys this was Shamila and I really appreciated um, you know her for coming up and sharing her expert advice and the thing with parenting is I know as being a parent I always wanted to be that perfect parent who never makes a mistake and who is raising um, you know an amazing son and most of the time that happens but it's that one time when you do something that you're not meant to do or you just lose your calmness or your cool and then you start judging yourself. I invite you to pay attention to your emotions, you know, during that time and just breathe. And if whatever is not working out in your life, you learn from that instead of judging yourself because self-awareness is the key for self-mastery the moment you become aware of yourself whether in your personal life or your professional life that's when you start seeing this micro moment of excellence in your life and your children see that the best way we can teach our children is by showing them by an example so i hope you have found this um, episode helpful and I have other amazing guests who are talking particularly in this um, niche of parenting different coaches they share their expertise they share what has worked for them and what works for their clients so um, you know I'm, uh, I hope that you are finding it helpful if you are feel free to connect with them and also if you have any questions feel free to private message me or you can leave them in the comments below my guest or myself one of us would go back and try our best to answer those queries and if you have any questions relating to your your uh, you know, coaching or transformation coaching or how inside out understanding can help you in your life 
feel free to send me an email at ask at aishaikram.com and until next time may peace love and blessing be upon you stay blessed assalamu alaikum